Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of Training for Life Redeemed. Uh, I'm Dan, the host, and this is my dad, Dr. David Jackson. Good luck, everyone. Who is the one who shares everything all the time. Today, we are going to be looking at 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18, all the way to the end, or halfway through, the end of chapter 2 of 1 Timothy. Now, Dad, you've picked a really uh, content-heavy, controversial uh, passage here for us to be chatting about. So let's start with the first little controversial bit, which is, comes at the end of 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, where it talks mm. about handing this guy over to Satan so that he might learn not to blaspheme or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's all sorts of issues with authority. There's all sorts of issues with uh, dodgy teaching and stuff going on. But the church is constantly going to have these characters come up who want to reinvent the gospel and reinvent reality uh, to suit themselves. And they, it's one thing when the world does it and then they criticise the church. It's a whole other world when it's your best mate on the eldership in your church who suddenly comes up with some bright idea that totally throws the gospel out the window. Um, and these fellows are doing that and they're doing it with, with a, a passion and they're doing it at a time that's really, really dangerous. So three years after, I mean, the, the false teaching that you've got in 1 Timothy um, is all about Jewish myths and genealogies and all this sort of stuff. And it sounds a lot like what's going on back in Palestine as the Jews in Palestine are whomping it up to go to war with Rome. Uh, and you start believing these lies and people get dead. So this is really dangerous stuff. Um, and we know that in our church today. I mean, how many times do we have a scandal in the church? You've got elders doing, you know, pedophiles and uh, all sorts of affairs with people, and it all hits the newspapers, and the, the reputation of Christ goes down the toilet. Yeah. Um, and we're struggling with that all the time. Uh, and I, I look at that and I think, the Bible, Jesus set up this thing called church discipline. If you've got somebody in your church that's bringing down the name of Christ, they're sinning and they're refusing to repent, and it can be that they're teaching things that are not true, all the way through to sexual and financial, you know, wickedness. What do you do with that? And in Matthew 18, Jesus tells you, sit them down quietly, go through what they've done wrong, call them to repent. If they won't listen, bring some eyewitnesses with you. And when the eyewitnesses come, they are eyewitnesses. I saw you do it. So you can't get out of this. Now, if you've got two or th you can't do it on one eyewitness. You've got to have two or three. You bring your two or three eyewitnesses. We saw you do it, mate. Repent. And the guy says, nah. What do you do with that? You go tell the whole church. That's a that's that's a really scary thing because the whole the sin of one person affects the whole body. So you go to the whole church and you say to the whole church, "Look, we've talked to this guy. We've brought the eyewitnesses. There's no doubt that this is what he's teaching or this is what he's doing." So the whole church turns around and says, "Come on, Fred, wake up to yourself. Yeah. Repent." And Fred says, "Nah." You know, I've got all this enlightenment from heaven. The angel dropped down and gave me an extra book of the Bible and I'm, you know, whatever it is. 
uh, you know, we're in love and therefore God is love and therefore I can commit adultery. I've heard that line too many times. So the church turns around and says, right, mate, sorry, you're out. You can't call yourself a Christian. <clears throat> when the world looks at you and says, oh, that's what Christ is all about, we're going to say, no, he's not one of us because we want to protect the church. We want to protect the name of Christ. And <laughs> we want you to repent, mate. Mm. We want you to be saved. We don't want you walking off into wickedness and things that are going to get people hurt and dead and all sorts of problems. And if you believe this stuff, <laughs> you're leading people to hell. So this is serious. We can't just let people wander around in our churches carrying on like this. We've got to be vigilant with our doctrine, vigilant with our lifestyle, and sometimes it comes down to just hard attitude, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, Paul's, we've had these problems in Ephesus for probably three, four years since the church was planted, and Paul has, you know, written a letter and said, okay, fellas, get rid of these two, uh, put them out, and he talks about handing them over to Satan. <laughs> And so what does that mean? What does it mean to hand him over to Satan? Like, just because he's kicked out of the church, does that mean he's handed over to Satan? Is that what that... Well, Paul's thinking there's two, there's two kingdoms in this world. There's the kingdom of God, and you enter that through faith in Christ. Then you have the kingdom of Satan, which is everybody else. And if you're in the kingdom of Satan, you're ruled by sin, you're ruled by the father of lies, and everything you do just creates damage hmm. out of that. And it's it's not because you broke a rule or you, you know you didn't wear your school uniform the right way around. It's because what you're doing is actually hurting people. Um, you know you, you're operating the machinery backwards. Yeah. And and you're going to get caught in the in the thrasher. You know it's it's serious stuff. So yeah, that's where we are. All right, so then it's no surprise then that Paul would then talk about the atonement straight after such. Kind of clear words to yeah. give you know, about, you know, uh, again the atonement, right? You know, Jesus dying and to, for salvation and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, we we've lived for centuries with uh, so many different theories of the atonement. You know, how did how did the cross work? How did that save anybody? Um, why did it save anybody? Did it save anybody? Uh, or do we save ourselves? So if you don't get the cross right. You haven't got the gospel. Mm. So to keep it simple, um, I use the illustration in the study from um, Charles Dickens' uh, Tale of Two Cities, where one guy's in prison. He's about to get his head cut off in the French Revolution. Um, it's a lovely romantic story. You can read it in the notes. <laughs> but his mate comes in, um, knocks his friend out, <laughs> changes clothes, and the visitor... The, the, the prisoner leaves the jail in the visitor's clothes, um, feigning sickness or something, and gets past the prison guards and he escapes. But his mate puts on the prison clothes and gets his head cut off instead. So it's Jesus taking my place and the judgment that I'm sentenced to as a sinner falls on him. Hmm. Now, that's that's in the minds of a lot of people, that's really serious stuff, and it is. Um, but people make up other ways. Um, did, you know, one of the great controversies with uh, C.S. Lewis's line on The Witch in the Wardrobe, when Aslan dies, is he paying off Satan or is he paying off God? 
Yeah. Who's, who's, who's the ransom paid to? Are we paying the ransom to Satan? And the answer is, of course not. Satan's mm. not the judge. It doesn't make any sense at all to pay him. <laughs> no. Well, you go and read. There's a big controversy about C.S. Lewis um, and his understanding of the atonement. But as we look at this, he's saying you've got to grasp the idea that Jesus' death actually pays the debt. Hmm. Well, hang on a minute. Then I've got a problem. If Jesus' death actually pays the debt, how come people still go to hell? So did he... How does it become effective for some people and not for others? Yeah. Is it what we do that makes it effective? You know, what's going on here? So I stumbled across this thing in Job. Um, it's in the notes, Job 40. And God says to Job, you know, people say you can. it's your good works that get you saved. And God says to Job, okay, I'll allow that that is true if you can deal with all the sin in the whole world. If you can eliminate all wickedness in the whole world, then you can save yourself by your good works. Now, that's sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> Who could deal with all of the wickedness and all the injustice in all the world? And so when you read in the Bible that Jesus died for all, mm. he has taken Adam's guilt, the corporate guilt, and in the Old Testament, there's a day of atonement um, where the animal dies and it pays for the whole nation's sin. But not every individual in the nation gets saved. Yeah. They've got to own it. They've got to accept it. They've got to put their faith in it. And then we read in the New Testament, faith is a gift. So God has given us that connection, that faith, to make what Jesus did mine. Mm. Now, if we get that doctrine wrong, people are still going to hell. So Paul is urgent here that the church, that the teaching ministry of the church gets it right. Yeah. So he urges us to pray a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you do? And things are important. Pray. That brings us to the end of this episode of Training for Life Redeemed. So if you would like to come and grab the daily notes that Dad referred to a few times throughout this uh, podcast, please do make sure that you come over to trainingforliferedeemed.com slash 34 and you can get the daily notes there. You can also grab the transcript. Uh, and this week's episode, we actually decided we would video it as well for you. So if you <laughs> want to come and watch us you know, sit next to each other and have a chat, <laughs> please feel free to come and come and check that out as well. We'd love to get your feedback on that, whether you like the video format or not. Uh, and yeah, please make sure you subscribe. If you like this, make sure you leave us a review if you loved it. And we hope that you'll come back and join us again next week when we continue to look into First uh, Timothy chapter 3. Church leaders. Yeah, church leaders. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad.